I think it's key to know who you're dealing with. So whether it's a business transaction or a personal transaction, just make sure you're verifying everything about the transaction about that person. Um, a lot of the times people will pretend to be somebody they're not to try to get you to do something. Um, we have a lot of scams that involve um, people impersonating Community America. So somebody may call you and say that it's the Community America fraud team. You know, we ask that you hang up the phone and you call us directly to verify that we are the one reaching out to you. Welcome to the Community Conversation Podcast presented by Community America Credit Union. We have a compelling and impactful story to tell, and our goal with these conversations will never be to sell you something. We would rather have an important discussion with our very talented employees, leaders, members, community partners, and experts from a variety of industries and causes to help educate and inform you. Stay tuned at the end of the podcast for some important disclosures. Hello, and welcome back to the Community Conversation Podcast presented by Community America Credit Union. I'm your host today, Justin Rickliffs, partner of Community America, and we have an important and timely topic to discuss today. Maybe not our most fun topic we've ever discussed, but a very important one. Uh, the topic is fighting fraud, and I'm joined today by Roxanne Doss and Erica Higgins. Roxanne, um, give us a quick intro. Tell us your title and how long have you been here at the credit union? Sure. My name is Roxanne Doss. I'm the manager of the Fraud and Financial Investigations Department. I've been with the credit union for 21 years. Um, definitely not in fraud the whole time, but have been enjoying it for the past 10. Great. G glad to have you. Thanks for being with us. Erica. Hi, I'm Erica Higgins, and I have also been at, with the credit union for 21 years, and I'm a fraud investigator. Awesome. Sounds so intimidating and amazing. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. Excited for the conversation. Again, maybe a little heavier and, and, a, and a tougher one, but also one that's, that's really important and that members of all levels, all ages, all uh, backgrounds are, are experiencing and, and um, a lot to cover. So uh, to set the stage quickly, uh, you know, fighting fraud, it's this big, you know, we're all, uh, we can't open an email or a text or get a phone call. Um, without kind of thinking, hey, am I maybe being a victim of a scam attempt here? So with new technology, fraud and scams are becoming increasingly tougher to spot. There's corrupted links, there's mass marketing schemes, there's job application fraud, and obviously a bunch more that we're going to talk about. And members may be finding themselves victims um, or having their information financially or personal compromise. So uh, looking forward to talking today about how to remain educated on the current fraudulent schemes, how to stay informed on ways we can protect ourselves and our families, and giving members some very specific resources and key tips to um, obviously not fall victim to these attempts and more importantly to protect themselves and their families. So with that intro, um, wow, where do we even begin, Roxanne? <laughs> well, I think maybe we should start with just some examples of the types of scams we do see on a daily basis. Um, we have a lot of check fraud scams where individuals will receive a check. Uh, sometimes they think it's for a job they applied for. Sometimes they don't know why they received it. Um, sometimes it's from an individual that they believe they know. Um, so I think it's important to know that when you receive a check um, and you put it into your account here with the, with Community America, um, just be sure you know who you're dealing with. Um, a 
lot of other scams we see involve um, online banking. Um, so if it's something where an individual is asking for that information, it may be something that you want to question before you give that information out. Now, are those checks like physically showing up in mailboxes? Are they like e-checks or the combination of all of it? Like what's maybe some common ways that these checks are showing up? I feel like it's a combination. Um, people regularly will come in with their USPS first class priority mail type envelope and it has a check in it. Oftentimes it will have instructions on what to do with the check. Um, you know, go buy gift cards, mail it off to somebody. Um, sometimes the people are expecting the envelope. They've applied for a job or something like that. Other times it just randomly shows up. Um, you should never negotiate a check that you were not expecting. Once you've signed it and put it into your account, you're liable for that mm. money. If you send it out and the check is bad, you're out the money. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> um, what other are, what, I know there's probably literally hundreds, but what are other common scams that or fraud attempts that you guys are seeing on a daily basis? We have um, loan fraud scams. So maybe you're in need of some money and you go online to apply for a loan. Um, I would definitely make sure you're working with a legitimate company, providing information on a legitimate website, um, things like that. Um, I would also watch for, um, you know, we see a lot of romance scams, unfortunately, where individuals will be dealing with somebody that they believe they are in a relationship with, um, but maybe they haven't met the person. Uh, maybe it's only been communication um, via text or over the phone, things like that. Um, just really know who you're dealing with and, and if that individual is truly who they say they are. And it doesn't discriminate on age or anything like that. Um, I've dealt with 18-year-olds that have been in romance scams, and I've dealt with 70-year-olds that have been in romance scams. It, everybody falls for it. Well, not everybody, but... Regardless of your age, your education, your background, I have seen so many different people fall for romance scams. And are those coming through fake profiles on social media, dating apps, Everywhere. email? Okay, tell Everywhere. me more. I have even seen somebody that met their schemer through Words with Friends. Mm. They were playing Words with Friends. They started chatting. They be, got in a relationship. He scammed her. It, it comes from everywhere. Wow. And I don't know if it's just the day and age that we live in now, because everything's online. So relationships are online. That's how people date. That's how people meet. Um, but, you know, even though that may be the way we're conversing with others, it's still a good idea to, to go with your gut and, and really do your research on that person before you do any sort of transactions with them. How about the, the email, you know, when you get, hey, Amazon, you had a bad order and you need to click this link to return your thing that you didn't buy <laughs> or you're good. Personally, when I get emails like that and I, and I get them regularly, Amazon, PayPal, things like that. I don't click on the link in the email. Um, well, first I review the email and I make sure everything's spelled correctly. I look at the links to mm. see who sent it, where you know, make sure everything is valid, but I go straight to PayPal's website or Amazon's website. If it, if they really sent me an email because there was a problem with my order, I'm going to be able to find it on their website when I log in. So I don't even pay attention to the emails. Yeah, helpful. Yeah, I think a lot of scams these days kind of start with a, hey, we're reaching out to you because we think this happened to you. 
um, which you want to be helpful and you want to call that merchant back and find out what's going on. Like, you know, oh, that wasn't my purchase. Maybe it's somebody else. Um, and they're really just fishing for information. So it's a good idea that if it's something you know you didn't purchase from Amazon, just delete that email, delete that message on your machine, delete that text. Yeah, I, that's helpful. I'd be curious to hear more. We mentioned in the intro this job application fraud, which seems like a fairly newish um, attempt at maybe an old, <laughs> an old, an old scam attempt. But um, with more and more employers, employees looking for new work, work from home, um, the the obviously the the digital application volume going up across the board. How have you seen? job applications falling victim to some of these attempts? <laughs> so I would say um, a lot of the times, um, you know, if it's a if it's an employer who's having you apply online and maybe they're sending you funds up front to help pay for, you know, laptop or something, um, those usually are too good to be true. Um, I would say if you're not getting, you know, Zoom type interviews, um, over the phone interviews, um, sometimes multiple interviews, right? Then it may not be a legitimate company that you think it is. Also, I've seen people go through the interview process with a scammer. They've gotten packages from the supposed HR company um, that go over their benefits and everything. So you really have to be diligent on just making sure the company exists. I don't know how many times people have come in and told me that they were hired by a specific company, but the check that they brought in wasn't from that company. Wow. It was from, a you know, some random steel company in a different state. It didn't make any sense. So it's really, really thinking about that. If you're getting a check from a company that has nothing to do with the company you're supposedly working for, that doesn't make sense. If it doesn't make sense, then you should really take a step back and rethink what you're doing. And it seems like in most of these examples y'all have used, there's there's a common theme of, of course, we want to trust and move our lives forward and have these great things happen to us. But like you said, if, Roxanne, if, if it's too, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Yes. <laughs> is that right? Absolutely. I would definitely say that. Um, it, any type of fraud that's high dollar usually involves trust. So, it, you know, when it, coming back to our romance scams, um, these fraudsters take time to get to know the member and spend time talking to the member. And we get 10 or 20 minutes to counteract that and say, we think this is a, a scam. Whereas, you know, that individual has multiple hours a day to, to talk them into believing them. So definitely validate, verify, um, question everything. Is the inheritance scam still a thing? Like when you get the email of, hey, so-and-so uh, across the world has, you know. It's absolutely still a thing. Um, I don't know how many people fall for the Nigerian prince ones anymore. <laughs> um, but they usually come in the form, really they stem from romance scams. Um, you know, they get in a relationship with somebody and then they're, parent passes or something and they need money to help pay for the attorneys to collect their inheritance or something like that. Um, but there's still, there's still an inheritance theme behind it. We see it, we see it very regularly. Yeah, it's crazy. So quite literally there are endless 
numbers of ways these uh, fraudsters, as you call them, Roxy, which I like, um, attempt to lure us into their scam, quite literally. Um, what are some practical red flags that should start to raise the awareness, raise the question, raise the, uh, this something doesn't feel right here, um, that, that muscle or that awareness. What, what are some common red flags that you would, you would educate our members on? I think the first one would be if somebody's asking you to do something that is making you feel uncomfortable, um, that's a big red flag. We have um, scams that involve um, people wanting our members to open accounts for them or do transac- transactions for them um, because they don't have an account themselves. Uh, it's pretty rare these days to not have an account in for yourself. Um, so the fact that somebody else is asking you to do a transaction for them uh, should be a red flag. That's helpful. Okay, how about... Erica, something else, another red flag? If somebody is asking you to send them money, that should be a, that should be a red flag. Um, I've had a lot of people that have been in romance scams where their significant other was stuck overseas in the military, and they needed funds to get home. The military does not make you use your own funds to get home, I don't think. Um, <laughs> um, you know... Oftentimes, they'll have an injured love, you know, their, their child's injured. They need money to get them, you know, hospital care. If somebody's asking you to send them money, that should be a red flag. Yeah, Justin, unfortunately, there's still individuals that fall for the grandparent scam. That's literally what it's called because it's usually a grandparent that gets that call from a grandson or a granddaughter that's in trouble and they need money immediately. Um you know, that's when you have to hang up the phone and you have to call your grandson or you have to call your kid and find out what's going on um, because we have had a lot of members fall victim to that. Yeah, that's so sad. Um, Erica, I want to come back to a comment you made earlier about the proofreading of an email. <laughs> like even as, as you mentioned, kind of going through spelling, the email address, just kind of being, in, in, and to use the word that's in your title, the investigative um, just having a, again, not cynical or whatever, but just having that a little bit of an investigative spirit behind something that might not feel right. Sounds pretty good, but how do you, how would you coach someone walking through even like a best practice of how to read emails, how to look through text messages? What, what, what are some things there that might be red flags? Well, I feel like oftentimes when fraudulent emails are sent out, they, the font is wrong. Mm. Um, It might have lowercase where it would normally have uppercase, um, misspellings. A lot of the time, it'll just be a letter missing from the email address. So you may think you're talking to auntsusie at gmail.com when in fact it's Susie spelled with an I instead of an E or something, you know, something just small like that that you wouldn't catch. Yeah, and we see that a lot with title companies and things like that when somebody's closing on a home they'll send an email pretending to be the title company oh we need you to wire your money here instead of here Um, but the email address will be slightly different yeah so uh, man it's it's so helpful and Roxanne you know obvious statement here maybe but like it's really dangerous to share personal information if you don't know for certain that you're talking to a community america rep or a walmart.com representative or fill in the blank company that you do you do business with um why is that so important to just hammer home of 
it is very dangerous to share personal information from an unverified source. Absolutely. Um, and it's kind of sometimes common sense that we forget whenever we're trying to get that money that we really need for something, right? Um, so I feel like it's important for you to realize that you shouldn't share your personal information um, because you don't know what can happen once that individual has that personal information. Um, so there's a lot of things you can do through our online banking. Um, so that's why we want to make sure you keep your username and your password secure um, because we don't want somebody you don't know having access to that. Um, even as small as your debit card, right? So if you're shopping online and you're putting in your debit card information, if you're not checking that site to make sure it's a legitimate site, you could be giving that information out to somebody else to use. Mm. Mm. And not to be too dramatic here, Erica, but obviously the, the there are real-life consequences and real-life outcomes and real-life tough, hard things when when members and others aren't diligent in their efforts to stay protected. Um, what are some common themes or experiences that you've seen uh, when, when these things don't go well? I have seen people lose their houses and their cars, file bankruptcy. Um, we had somebody recently that lost in excess of $100,000 in a scam because he thought he was in a relationship with a lady that wasn't real. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's real life, real life stuff. That yeah, people are, it can it put really hardships, on hardships on relationships too. You know, if you're an individual that's maybe helping a parent through a rough time and you feel that they're a victim, you know, it's hard to, to bring that out sometimes in conversation. So not only is it financial, it could be emotional. Um, it's, it's just really hard when you fall victim to a scam. And even sometimes just the practical frustration, annoyance, working through the mess of cleaning it all up is just overwhelming. Absolutely. I feel like um, our biggest uh, cleanup happens when your identity is stolen, which I think we'll get into a little bit later um, in our series here. Um, but yeah, anytime you're a victim of a scam, you're, you're going to have some hardships. Okay, so let's shift into kind of this um, proactive, strategic. How do we how do we protect? So we've been we've become aware of schemes and scams and frauds. Um, we've we've learned how to maybe pay attention to some certain and common ways that our, our red flags and our antennas should go up. Um, so how are how are you all here coaching members to protect to be? aware of and take pra practical steps towards protecting uh, members and their families? I think it's key to know who you're dealing with. So whether it's a business transaction or a personal transaction, uh, whether you're talking to somebody you think you know, um, just make sure you're verifying everything about the transaction about that person. Um, a lot of the times people will pretend to be somebody they're not to try to get you to do something. Um, we have a lot of scams that involve um, people impersonating Community America. So mm -hmm. somebody may call you and say that it's the Community America fraud team. Um, you know, we ask that you hang up the phone and you call us directly to verify that we are the one reaching out to you. That's great. That's great. Erica, how about you? I agree with Roxanne about making sure you know who you're talking to. Um, and, I mean, not just, you know, from Community America, but if it's your mom messaging you through Facebook Messenger, asking for money, call her. Make sure her, her account wasn't hacked. 
Um, you just have to be be diligent about making sure you know who you're talking to and keeping your information safe. Don't give out your online banking credentials. Don't give out your personal information at all. Don't fill out Facebook questionnaires where they give all of your information to everybody. Not smart. <laughs> not, <laughs> not helpful. Um, Roxanne, how about you? Any others that, that pop out? Certainly key to our department here being with Community America is you want to make sure you're checking your transaction history, whether it's through online banking or your statements, make sure that everything clearing your account was authorized by you. Um, You can also check your credit report too. So um, checking that on a regular basis is a good idea to make sure that items aren't being um, applied for out there by somebody else. And report the suspicious activity. Um, You know, you can contact your credit bureaus. You can put credit freezes on. If you do have an issue, um, you should be viewing your credit report regularly. Um, IC3.gov, the letter I, the letter C, the number 3.gov is a site ran by the FBI. They compile Mm. all of the data for scams um, to try to crack down on it. Mm. Um, Banksneveraskthat.com is a website ran by the American Bankers Association. Uh, It'll kind of go through, you know, different scams, how to spot a scam. Um, AARP has some great resources. That's a great website, too. That's great. Those are helpful, and we'll we'll include these in the show notes so people can have these these resources. Um, Obviously not the most fun financial conversation. We, we've talked about retirement and saving and, and, and lots of other pieces of wealth management here on this show. Um, but this is a very critical and key and, and important dialogue to raise awareness around, build education towards, and, and certainly um, teach and encourage members to uh, protect themselves. Ultimately, as, as you said earlier, Roxanne, this is a this is a member responsibility. Of course, everyone at the credit union is here to help and support, but ultimately this is a, is a fairly personal responsibility, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important for you to protect yourself. Um, you know, everything tied to you that has a number is pretty much tied to your identity. So just make sure you're protecting that, using it in proper and secure ways and, and not if, you know, falling for things that sound too good to be true. Yeah. So as we close this specific conversation, uh, maybe whatever comes to mind, the first couple big thoughts, big takeaways, big learnings, big um, pieces that you want our members to really listen to and, and take hold of. Um, and maybe, Erica, we can start with you. I would say just question everything um, and really keep your, your information secure. Um, if somebody is asking you for money, don't just automatically send it to them. Um, if somebody sends you money, especially in the form of a check, don't just automatically accept it. Um, do your due diligence, look into it, make sure it's all legitimate first. It's great feedback. That's great feedback. Roxanne, how about you? I would say the best thing to do is protect your personal information. So making sure that your passwords are secure, that you're updating your passwords. Um, You know, it's a good idea to change them frequently. It's a good idea to not have the same password for everything you have out there. Um, Fraudsters catch on to this sort of thing, and and they really um, latch on to the idea that we're complacent when it comes to passwords and things like that. So um, protecting protecting your information and making sure everything's kind of up to date. 
We mentioned a few resources, ic3.gov. What was the bank's website? That's a really great URL. Banksneveraskthat.com. Banksneveraskthat.com. And then, Roxanne, were there other resources that you would send members to? Um, I think a good one for scams, like we've talked about earlier here, is um, ftc.gov. So it's the Federal Trade Commission government website. Um, They have a lot of information out there about different scams that exist that they've seen um, and what to do if you think you've been a victim of one. Love it. So, Roxanne, you previewed this earlier, but just to give it a a, a moment here, um, fighting fraud is a big topic. It's impossible to cover that in a a one one series podcast. And obviously there's lots of nuance and context and conversations that need to be had. Um, Give us a quick preview of what's to come in this series around fraud. Yeah. So I think we started today with scams as they are most prevalent. Um, However, we see um, elder exploitation happening. Um, Again, identity theft is a big one. Um, And then we could even dive into some of the government benefit fraud schemes that we've been seeing as well. That's great. Erica, thank you for joining us. You were wonderful and very helpful in this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Roxanne, thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you so much. And to all of our members out there, thank you for listening to another episode of the Community Conversation presented by Community America Credit Union. This podcast is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. This recording is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It should not be viewed as personalized financial advice and is not a substitute for consultation with your financial representative. Any reference to third-party websites are provided for informational purposes only and are not endorsed by Community America. Please visit communityamerica.com to learn more about how we can assist you in achieving your financial peace of mind.